good day, everyone. Day number 19 of 21 days, and we're discussing the belief in lack and how that creates suffering. I'm just going to wait a few minutes to see who comes online. Is everyone here? Yes. Marie Petal is here. Laurie is here. Ingrid is here. We are complete. We are complete. <laughs> uh, I often think that this whole inspiration to do these 21 days was dedicated just for you, loved ones. Oh, there's Roz too. Oh, Roz. It's so nice to have you here. Roz is a catalyst to my whole entire experience. If it hadn't been for Roz, she is the one that introduced me to my petal. And we love her for that. Right. So today is the day number 19, guys. We're just a few more days together. And then these videos will be there for anyone wanting to go over them over and over again. And it is, it will be a journey of simply repeating over and over again until the perception that can see through the veil is seen and this has been the whole intention and the purposes of these videos and that's why I love and I'll repeat it again doing 21 days because momentum consistent momentum over and over and over again is just like hitting that nail against the wall until cracks start to be seen and just a little bit at a time just noticing 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 crap and clarity all of a sudden dawns on you. And that's how a bit of the unfolding sort of took place. It's just that Marie and I have been relentlessly at it over and over again, listening to the same messages over and over again in different forms and shapes of beautiful beings just expressing, expressing, expressing from this knowing, from this knowing. And the way I, I enjoy expressing it is in the simplest of words, because I've noticed that I used to get really hung up on words and my mind, as intellectually and logical as it used to function, would investigate, find words and definitions and experiences, and then move around it in order to satisfy itself and to satisfy the ultimate title of the character. I am not enough and now let me construct the information that has just been delivered so that I can literally prove to myself how it is so that I am not enough. Let me manipulate the words. The words have been given and then find these words and move them around to make the meaning meaningful to my character, meaningful to the belief that I believe without a doubt, and I believed without a doubt that I was unlovable, that I was not important, that I was insignificant. And all of these beliefs were believable because the belief creates the character. The character and the belief are one in the same. And therefore, the perception that was seen could only interpret circumstances and events and 
and people and what they were saying to then fit in to this character. So instead of hearing things like, oh, I'm sorry, I really need to cancel today. This awful thing has happened. The mind would de would describe it. Oh, you see? You see, I'm not important enough. That was way, way more important. Okay, fine, fine. I'll call you, I'll call you. That sort of attitude. I was hurt. And the pain, the pain, I'm not important enough. And instead, what was it? A genuine human being that had something to do they couldn't make the appointment. And the interpretation, the interpretation, and that's what we're doing. And every time we're interpreting, interpreting things out there in order to categorize and pigeonhole and define and describe and judge and condemn and label and keep on defining and describing the situations and circumstances our experience to then fulfill the character once again. And it is an endless loop over and over and over again. And the day I heard Ventino actually ask me in my face, and he said, how much more are you willing to tolerate? Once you see the pattern that keeps fulfilling itself, I describe, I then see the image of this person I must defend, of this person, of this character that I must keep fulfilling. And my actions spring forth from that perception. And the experiences are then repeated in different colors and different shapes and different weathers and different countries with different people. But it is always the same experience. I am here feeling. I am here feeling. This is where I'm feeling it. I am feeling less than. I am feeling lack. I am feeling not enough. I am feeling not enough importance, not enough success, not enough abundance, not enough, not enough all from springing forth of an imagery that is created how? By the definitions. And what it, is, what it is defining and describing is where I currently feel I live. My address is this vibrational frequency of not enough. Hence, the belief in lack. The belief in lack creates suffering. And this is very, very true. But are you that belief? The belief, the perspective... The belief, I am not enough, I am not good enough, I am not lovable enough, I am not important enough, becomes the character, is the character, is one in the same and are not separated. And this is why people are hitting themselves over the head, trying to change a belief, and yet holding on firmly to the image of the character, the image of the character, the image. And this is what we'll be talking about today. The image of the character. You close your eyes and when someone says, think about yourself, what image comes to mind? We're not aware of it, but it's there. There's an image and we're looking at it all the time, all the time, gazed onto it, gazed, fully engaged, focused, Focus consciousness, awareness, fully engaged onto this magnificent character, playing out, playing out as experiences. What experience is it doing? It's the image and the definitions, the images and the definitions 
and the experiences are being interpreted by the character, the image, and what it is saying. How will it, how will it reply? Will it say yes? Will it say no? Will it go right? Will it go left? Will it include? Will it separate? Depending on how it's feeling. The feedback loop, the feedback loop. I called you weren't there. Why? Why? The image, I'm not important enough. You see, they didn't call, they didn't call. And what comes back? Lack. It is basically indicating where you're living right now because of this image and because of these definitions. And yet, and yet, we have the nerve of the arrogance to actually be able to define what we call reality and imagination. You're all living out an imagination and calling it reality. We worry and we say, I have reason to worry. Look what just happened. But the worrying is the imagining. You are literally imagining yourself in a hypothesis. The image of the character is in a imagery of what could possibly happen if this thing goes wrong. And you're living it out here. And then we say, oh, but that could be in the future. Now, the imagery is happening. I've literally seen parents, people, with children sitting and playing with their toys in a beautiful environment, nice and cozy and warm, sitting on the couch with their head on their lap like this and just engaged in utter imagery of worry. What are they seeing? They're playing something out in their mind's eye and there are, there are thoughts being defined and described and the lips are not moving. But it is happening. For a whole 10 minutes, I observed. Anyone been on a bus? So many. They're all in trance. That's how I call them. All in trance. They look like they're looking out the window, but they're not. Engulfed in definitions and imagery. And what do we call them? Definition thoughts. I'm only thinking, and you think that's fine. I'm only thinking. I'm only thinking, but yes, but where is the focus being directed? To a thought? And what characters being imagined? Can you see that you're like on the outside just witnessing it? Just witnessing it. And that's what it feels like to wake up to this whole imaginary. And unless there isn't the waking up, the realizing, the noticing, becoming aware of what definitions are being played out and what character you believe to be, because the belief is, then there is no creating. There is only reacting. There is reaction to what is being seen. There is like, oh, I've got to go with it because that is who I believe to be. So imagining is happening. Warring is imagining. Dreaming is imagining. Thinking is creating the imagining. The definitions are creating the imagery. Now until here, I can stop and say, this is what is happening when one is unaware of not being the character.
Hence, there is always strive to catch the carrot in front of them. This, I can imagine this, I can see this, I'm seeing this. Oh, I must do this in order to avoid that from happening. So there's an imagery of something, of you in the situation. And now your action, your actions are all in to avoid that very thing that's scaring the living crap out of you, but it is self-fulfilling the character. Things never go well for me. And hence, here is an imagery that is being offered because it's been defined so many times. And now what springs forth of the action? I need to make sure that that doesn't happen. What doesn't happen? This thing. Look, let me explain it to you. Well, that could happen and this could happen and that could happen and this could happen and that could happen and this could happen. I've got to do this thing. Otherwise, this could happen, that could happen, this could happen, that could happen. Where's the imagery happening? Where, where are you describing from? What are you seeing when people actually tell you their worries? Tell you all of their lack. They're looking. They're looking. Where are they looking? Completely cut off from the indication that's happening here right now. And the worse they feel, the more they feel they have to do in order to avoid the image, in order to avoid this feeling. So let me do, let me do, let me do. And we've all become doings. Human doing, human doing, there's a human doing, that's another human doing. The beingness of who we really are, that which gives life to all of this experience, is completely ignored, oblivious, 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 that which notices. I think there's a part in the Bible that actually says, I did not see and now I can see. I was lost and now I'm found. Hmm, I wonder what he was referring to, the chap that wrote it down. What would it look like instead noticing that all I am actually experiencing are images formulated, created, brought into being because it's been so poetically described and a character has been formed, created. Now looking at it from this perspective, what is happening? Is it a negative thing that's happening? Not at all. This is how experiences are created. What is required? A number one, definitions. I can define and describe and define and describe, label, pigeonhole and categorize. What will happen? An image will appear. Ooh. And then an emotion will arise. Hence, I've come to a conclusion. I have experienced reality. So for these three elements to be in place, you've created reality. You've created an experience. What holds you to keep playing out the same one? Because you believe to be it. But the beauty, the beauty and the excitement, the joyful excitement, is when you can see that these elements are the, your tools. That's why the mind is a tool. The mind is a tool. It has the abilities, the amazing abilities, to define and describe, to literally do the whole outline, and then we can 
slot in some elements here and there, colors, perfumes, to snazzle it up a bit. And guess what? An image will appear. And when that is called an expectation, when you believe these definitions and these images to be true, but when you know you have selected the elements, what elements do I select, darlings? You had an experience, and guess what? A desire came through. Now you have elements. You knew how that experience made you feel. Now you know what you do want to experience. And this is why meditation, visualization, and imagery, actually staying in the state of being of theta, meditation, where the character is no longer, the character that inspires the desire is no longer required. It's got the day off. It's got the hour off. The character that you believe to be inspired you and there's a desire and you've noticed the desire. The inclusion of that which you perceived was separate, right? Not enough. Enough. From which state of being will imagination, creating the definitions where you can actually insert the words? Have you ever had a dream that you were aware you were dreaming and then you just said what was appropriate to say to play out that scene? To be aware that you were dreaming and you could choose what to say, when to say it. I think it's called lucid dreaming. That you're aware that you're dreaming. And from where I'm standing is being aware of reality. We've just called it differently. But you're aware of dreaming, therefore you're aware of reality. And what does that mean, aware of dreaming? That you're aware that you're not the character in the dream. Hmm. Oh. So wouldn't it be more fun when you are the painter deciding where to outline the tree. Wouldn't it be exciting to be the painter that decides that this tree will be green? Wouldn't it be exciting to add in the elements? That's what imagination is. You add in the elements. You add in the circumstances. You add in the situations. You add in the people. You add in how the event is going to go. And when you fall in love with that imagery, that that image in your mind is so much more juicier and more exciting than reality itself out here, you have a sense of expectation. And what is that feedback of expectation? It is you getting up to speed with having that experience. That's an expectation. That's an expectation. Is there a feeling of lack here? No. Is there a feeling of fear here? No. Is there a feeling of anxiety? No. There's a feeling of excitement. Excitement. Are you familiar with excitement? No. <laughs> the majority of us do not even, it scares the living crap out of us. Actually, those people that are in that loop that actually believe to be the character that says excitement is bad, 
that being happy is bad. They're in a loop because they believe to be the character. You see? You see? Why becoming aware, noticing, noticing thoughts, noticing thoughts, noticing images, noticing thoughts, noticing images, noticing how you feel, noticing, 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 until the character and the thoughts become neutral. That this, yes, I would like that. No, this, no. The free will to choose. But you need to distinguish this line that's been cut across, this is imagination, this is not true, this is reality, this is true. Let's just... When you see worry as an imagery, when you see thinking as an imagery, when you see dreaming as an imagery, when you see reality as an imagery, it's all the same. It's all the same. It's all the same. Flowers. How many different kind of flowers are there in the world? Not just one type, but they're all called flowers. Flowers. They're small flowers, big flowers, yellow flowers, white flowers, red flowers. They all have different names. And that's what we've done with imagery. The imagery. <gasps> this is reality imagery. This is worry imagery. This is uh, dreaming imagery. This is imagination imagery. This is true imagery. This is false imagery. It's still being created through the mind as a tool. Why? For you to have experiences. They need to be so believable so you can actually play it out. Because if they weren't believable, you wouldn't get off the chair. You would just do what you normally do, sit in front of the TV and watch it. But this is the movie where you actually get to participate in it. Otherwise, you wouldn't get off the chair. You go out and be part, you are part of the experience, this body, this character. Awareness, conscious, consciousness flowing through you, having a ball with this character being in the movie, being in the movie. You are in the movie. The world is the stage. Everyone has its part. But you're not in character all the time, darlings. You get off, your scene is done. Where do we go? Back into creative mode. What did this experience just inspire me? And now you choose what Joe Dispenza calls creating tomorrow today. The man healed his body, guys. I mean, literally, he did that. I don't know if anyone knows the story, but he's quite fascinating. I love the way he talks. He's my kind of guy. He talks my lingo. He makes it so simple. And I loved how he defined it. He, he broke his back. So he was obviously lying down for months on his stomach. And all he could do was imagine. He had the, the faculty of his mind. That's all he had. The tool of the mind was there. And he just played an imagination. Because he was a chiropractor, he could actually imagine the nerves and the cells and the spinal cord being placed in. And because he was a chiropractor, he had a good imagery of that. If I need to imagine my back, hmm, I suppose I could, you know, make it up as I go. But he had a vivid, vivid imagery of it. 
And he did it. And what he explained is that he began imagining to such degree, and then when, a, when an interrupting thought, he'd call it like that, when an interrupting thought would arise that would disprove that, would say, oh, what are you doing? That's never going to work. He started again. He said, okay, you've interrupted me. That's fine. Let's start again. And he began his imagery. And another thought, oh, what are you doing? This has never been proven. And, and we begin again. What, what did he have to do? He couldn't get up. His body was paralyzed. He couldn't do anything. What are you going to do? And he started again. And the tediousness carried on until he could literally do a whole full imagery of his back and his body being healed. And he just continued. He was insistent tediously and just kept going, kept going and kept going until no thoughts of his old character came up to interrupt it. It was just like, out of the, his awareness altogether. And all of his focus was now projected only on what he wanted to see, only on what he wanted to spend his time looking at. He preferred that than the others coming up. He preferred, he had a preference, you see. So when you sit in imagination, what do you prefer to feel? And obviously your imagery will be to the degree that you will allow it. Because you, remember, guys, you need to familiarize yourself. You guys have been sitting in lack, 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 lack. And now all of a sudden, I'm going to feel abundant and exhilarated. I mean, that is really, really two different speeds. If you guys have been you know, accustomed to driving in your car at 50 kilometers an hour, and then all of a sudden you get in the car with Schumacher, you know, you're going to be gripped to your seats going, oh, my God, this is just too much. So... You know, you, you go from 50, 60, 70, because excitement is like going at that incredible speed. But we've all been taught to be careful, go slowly, check twice before you cross sort of thing. But in your imagination, if you just allow yourself, you allow yourself. And that's what I did when I started driving, I remember. I felt very, very nervous. But then what I did, I started visualizing, you know, what road would I be taking and where I could park. And I sort of eased myself. And then when I got in the car, I saw where I was going. And it just eased me because I had this expectation I would get there. If you don't see where you're going... And you don't want to go where you're going because you haven't seen it first. You haven't defined it the way you want to define it. Because Why? Because you don't know that you can do that because you believe to be this character that needs to keep defining and, and seeing the same imagery. So when someone asks you to do something new, uh, uh, what do I say? What do I say? No, well, keep to the script, the character says. The character, this is what you're, this is what you're meant to be playing out. You're on stage number two. Someone invites you to stage number one. Character says, no, your script is here, stage number two. You can't be playing around with those people over there. You haven't practiced the script. You've got to practice the script in order to have the imagery. In order to have the imagery, you'll get feedback of how that actually feels. Like that will be the stage one. This is how it feels to be on stage one. Okay, you've got to practice the script. 
Meaning, you've got to redefine the character. You've got to create the character out of thin air, just like you did with this one. So, a theatre director has a script, has a book, has some form of storyline, yeah? Then he employs the actors and he gives them the script. The, the actors begin rehearsing the script and they start to envision what this character looks like how this character walks, how this character talks. Does he mumble? Does he stumble? Is he confident? Is he insecure? By the script. And that's what good characters get Oscars for because they play out this character with the script and now it's got an image. That's why it needs time to practice them in. And now this character's feeling what the script designed them. You're supposed to be the widow. You're supposed to be the widow Okay, someone's just died and you need to play out this one and you've always been insecure. You relied on your husband for so long. This is what it needs to be. So now the actor needs to play out the script, imagine herself and embody that emotion. Without that emotion, no one's going to believe that play. That's what great, great actors are able to do. And guess what, darlings? We're all of that. We are great actors. And we, could, we should all be, deserve an Oscar because we're playing out our character perfectly. Perfectly. Day after day after day. The three elements that allow you to have an experience are definitions. The definitions coming through and we've labeled them thoughts. Why? Because we have one belief and one belief only. I am not good enough. Some form of not enoughness. And this belief that creates suffering, some form of not enoughness, creates the imagery. And now there is a character that is born, and now we believe to be it. Now, becoming aware, becoming aware that there are only words coming out, and that describes, describes, describes. And these beautiful descriptions create an imagery. And these imagery creates a character that we can play with. This is not I. Who am I? I know. In meditation, I feel the presence. I feel the peace. I feel love. I feel calm. What can I, what can I play with now? What character can I play with now? Simulate. That's what actors do. They look at the character they're going to embody. I've been watching, because um, I really like Penelope Cruz. She's one of my favorite actresses. And she's Spanish. And I, I speak Spanish and Italian. And I've noticed that when people speak English with a Spanish accent, they have a different sort of you know, timing to the words. She was asked to play Donatella Versace in that um, um, movie, um, of the assassination of his brother. And she had to play out Donatella Versace, which speaks English with an Italian accent. How do you do that? I mean, that was like two languages I know, and I know perfectly well that when I'm speaking one, and it just sounds like, why didn't they just get an Italian actress? I thought to myself, but no. Man, is she good. She speaks in English with an Italian accent just as good as an Italian would. Do you know what I mean? I just thought that was brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant acting. How'd she do that? She 
had to forget she's Penelope Cruz. She had to forget her, her original character she comes in with to play out another being. And the way she does it with it, she doesn't move her mouth and things like that. She was just brilliant. You can simulate other people. Oh, I like I like how he, how that person walks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like oh I like that expression. I'm going to use it more often. You find elements elements in your reality that you can use for your imagination. Imagination is extremely extremely exciting. It is what you live for because that's what you do day in day out when you are not as awareness in meditation as awareness in meditation it is the remembering yes of who i am and then who do i want to be today what experiences do i want to start adding on to creating momentum creating momentum creating momentum creating momentum getting up to speed getting up to speed getting up to speed with what a feeling you're not just going to go from lack to abundant i'm done mic drop sort of thing there's always something more always something more and that's why the indication of lack in every given moment has just given you an indication that right here right now you've just leaped into a desire there's a desire waiting for you that now you can use these elements to create it the way you want it to be walk into the experience as if it, this is what I do want to experience and you've declared it, you've decided it, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do right now. And your imagination becomes more interesting than the outside world because guess what? Your imagination right now is more interesting than your outside world. Everyone is in here. Your outside world is just like a burden. <gasps> That's happened again. Look at that. Don't want to look at that. Don't want to. Your imagination is always more interesting, but because you believe that you are married to it, that you're stuck to glue with it, that you can't imagine yourself anything different because you don't know who you really are. Hence, if you want to have fun with imagination like it was intended to, know who you are. That is how you know yourself as the painter. And only as the painter can you enjoy creating different, different paintings over and over and over again, different here. It might always be trees, but trees of different colors, trees in different seasons. Your experiences can be as simple or as intrinsic as you wish. Whatever your heart's desire. Look at Elon Musk. He's going to Mars. He's created the electrical car and given the patent out for free. What are you creating today? This character here, darlings. I have my script. I have my imagery. I'm done. This is who I am. What are you creating today? Same thing, same old. This is what I'm creating. I can see it. I'm, this is who I am. What are you creating today? And we can go on and on and on.
the experience was fun the first time around, maybe even the second, third, you really got into detail of what was missing. But how many times do you need to do it? Imagination. Imagination. It's not just a fairy tale imagination, and that's what we call fairy tales. Anything that can be imagined can be created. It's just that the character comes with a script of what is possible and impossible, obviously. So the character you're currently playing out is either believing that imagination is crap, meditation is crap, nothing else exists, therefore it won't move. And you won't allow yourself to move. What script, when you notice what script your character is playing out, and when you notice what belief it is holding firm to, you know now what to look at. You know now what to look at. You don't need to fix that. Just notice, oh my God, this character doesn't believe in meditation. No wonder I'm having such a bad time. Oh my God, look at this. This character believes that new things that happen to my life are bad. I should avoid them. Oh, I can notice that. I can notice that. You notice. You are the noticing. Notice, 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 notice. Keep noticing. It's always a script, always in some form of words, description, labels, judging, condemning, excuses, justifying, arguing, arguing for its limitations, it sees, it knows, because it's got a character, your character's brilliantly described. The imagery, imagery, notice the imagery. Notice that you, you can see every ounce of fat that this character has on. Then you go in front of the mirror and say, I can see it. What are you seeing? You're seeing this being projected, the back part. That's what you're seeing. I think there was this, who told me the story of this plastic surgeon that ended up doing um, courses because he realized that these people would come into his office asking them to redo their nose or cheekbones because they didn't like it. And they'd draw it out for them and said, this is what it's going to look like. And they said, yes, that's the way I want it. And they'd scrape away, break noses and whatnot. And then they'd come back and still not be happy. Why? Because they all they could see is the image here in their head. So they weren't seeing this. I think that's what anorexia is also all about. They only see how big and fat they are. And they're not aware. They're not aware. Because the imagery, when they close their eyes, that's all they can see. So they do, 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 do. And that's what we do. We have this image, the imagery, imagination. The imagination is what is being believed. And even if someone physically shows you, look, darlings, it's not true, look. No, 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 I know, I know. That's what I'm seeing. That's Photoshop, that's the snow. There's excuses coming out. Why? To self-fulfill the character you believe to be. But you are constantly living in imagination. You might as well have fun while you're doing it. How do you have fun? 
Wake up to who you really are. How do I do that? You don't do how. That's the character asking how. Because that's definition. How? Definition. How? There is no how do I wake up to myself. You are already there. Always and always will be. Notice. Notice what notices the thoughts. Stay there a second. Obviously, at this vibration of alpha or delta, I can't remember, it's a different state of being. In meditation and in visualization and imagination requires a different frequency. The character is in a very, very slower, what we call wakeful state. You see, we've defined and labeled everything. But what you're doing, darlings, you're always imagining. You're worrying, it's imagining. You're thinking, it's describing. You're imagining. Oh, but I'm thinking. You're imagining. But this could happen. You're imagining. Prove it. Sit down and write your shopping list. You've got him. You've got, oh, pineapple, milk. It's imagery popping up. You don't see the word pineapple come up. You see an actual pineapple. Or some form, like even a perfume. I sometimes like a perfume. I kind of give it a color and even sweetness. Like I have a vibrational signature of sweetness. I have this feeling. And that's why the character is limited because the character can only define and create images pop up. So it's like when you're asking someone to describe awareness. It's like you're trying to ask someone to describe the smell of coffee or the smell of a perfume is a vibrational frequency that you tune into. And that's what you do every day, but you're completely unaware of. You say the word coffee, there's an imagery, and there's a feeling that pops up. There's like a, you can feel a vibrational, you've, we have vibrational equivalent for every little single element, situation, circumstance, person, colors, there's a vibration because that's who you are. Energy itself, awareness, consciousness, that which knows, the knowing factor, knowing. The mind knows nothing, it just describes, doesn't know. The images pop up, images don't know crap, nothing. There's no knowing. Knowing is who you are. That's why I keep saying you know when you're confused. You know when you're sad, you know, you know, you are the knowing. Knowing. That's why I say we're all perfect geniuses. It's just we're simply misinformed about the whole structure of what's happening here. Images are images. Definitions are definitions. And that's what the mind does. Make peace with it, guys. But you're not that. You're not the mind, you're not the mind, you're not the mind, you're not the mind, you're not the mind. But use the mind to create experiences, if that's what you're into. 
if you're quite happy with whatever it is that you're doing, I mean, don't let, don't make me stop you. I'm here for the excitement. I'm here to see what else I can come up with. Can I literally single-handedly just instigate and tickle everyone's fancy here and just say, you know what, guys, this is all bloody made up. You're all bloody deluded. Yeah, I just said that. We are. It's a delusion. But it's a fun one if you know that you're the one creating it. Disasters are being created because we're unaware of being. Is There's the solidity of this is reality. We've labeled it. Because we haven't seen things change as fast, but it could be. You could literally, it'll come to that point that you wake up in the morning and wonder, what world am I on today? What reality am I living out? Quantum physics are talking about parallel realities, time happening at the same time, past and future all happening at the same time, other planets, other beings of different colors, and yet the character says, oh, please don't go there, this one's crazy. Look at all those creative people, those ones with passion of seeing an image and just wanting to live it out. These amazing people that imagined an aeroplane into being. Einstein that imagined. He would sit down, when he would identify a problem, he would sit down on his chair and just allow to rendezvous. He'd meditate. But we didn't call it meditation back then. He just was in a different state of being, different frequency. He wasn't engrossed into this character. In fact, he always said something like, I wanted to know the mind of God or something like that. I read that book many, many years ago. But the point is, isn't it interesting that the more you become familiar with noticing a description, noticing an imagery, noticing the feeling, hmm, and then you sort of feel like, and if I tweak this, what would that feel like? Oh, if I tweak that imagery, what would that feel like? Like it just occurred to me, I've never really imagined myself with a six-pack abs. And when I started to imagine that, I'm like, oh my God, that must feel, and I'm not up to speed with that, obviously. But the point is that it just occurred to me at 46, I've never really imagined myself. I've seen everyone, I've always liked it. Oh, that looks good, that looks good. But I've never really put it in my imagery with this face or maybe something different. But a six-pack, would how would that feel? I know what it looks like and I've been defining it, but I still don't know what it feels like. So do I get upset when I look in the mirror and I don't see it? No, because I'm really having fun with the, creating the imagery. Do you see what I mean? Why? Because I'm not so engrossed with this character. But ask me a year ago, I was utterly depressed because of the way my body looked like and felt like. Don't believe me? Ask Mary. I aspire to be Rafi when I grow up. Oh, Rose, you're such a darling. Oh, there's so many comments. You inspired me to do a 21-day whatever at the topic meditation. It is still my mind. It is on its way. I will do it in German, my language. Very well, Ingrid. Yes. Speak, darling, speak. 
the more you accustom yourself to just wanting to notice and you decide, you declare, you dedicate, you dedicate, this is it, I'm out there. But when the character is too concerned, what are they going to say about you? What if you don't get any feedback? What if they don't like you? What if nobody watches it? It doesn't matter because the character has to say those words and you can love the character. My character has been an amazing gem. Has shown me all the limitations, all of them, all of them. Health, worthiness, abundance, even this body. It came in a female body. I wasn't too happy with it at the time. Because, you know, this is not what I wanted to experience. But now I'm seeing the difference that I can feel feminine and masculine. Whenever I feel like it, I'm not linked to this body. In fact, I started writing a book and I entitled it. And it just came to me. I did not entitle it. It came to me. I am a man. And I don't have the body to prove it. Meaning, whatever you see here, you don't need to be stuck to it. You can imagine yourself in different forms. And you don't want to be stuck to one character. You want to feel feminine. You want to feel masculine. You want to feel empowered. You want to feel, oh, please help me. You, they're beautiful roles. They're all beautiful roles. But you're not the one playing them out. You are the creator of these roles. Be proud to be the painter. Be proud to be the painter. That actor, when he holds up that Oscar, he was proud that he created that person. He created it. That's when you fall in love with your creations because your creations can be, oh, yes, please help me, or can be the strong soldier. You are the one that created both. One is not ugly and the other one is more beautiful. You created both. There are people that paint flowers and trees and there's others that paint skulls and pirates. But they're beautiful. What was that designer? Mary came back from the States and she watched a documentary called um, The Alexandra McQueen. Uh, he too committed suicide, apparently. I haven't seen it. But his creations, in fact, in the trailer I noticed, he says, I want people to either feel two emotions, utterly disgusted or incredibly excited. And he was. He was quite the extraordinary, wasn't he? Be proud of your creations because the character is your creation. It is not something that you need to oh, that's awful, that's good, that's not awful. No, you are the creator of this beauty. Oh, am I the one sitting on my chair, on my couch, and I'm depressed? Oh, that's an awful character. No, no, that's beautiful. But know yourself to be the one that created it. You didn't create crap. You didn't create shit. You didn't create something appalling. Every creation is beautiful from where you're standing, as the character says, no, I'm not like everyone else. No, I'm awful. But from where you're standing, and that's what unconditional love is. I love you no matter what. I love you no matter what you say about me. I love you no matter what you think about me, because I know your thoughts are just definitions playing out a character. Can I blame you? No. Do I want you to wake up? Yes. 
do I want you to wake up? Yes, with all my heart, come and play with us. Come and play with us. Come to this party, darlings. Let's just start talking and see what is created. Let's just see what creates. Kelly and I just started talking last night. And at the end of the conversation, we created this amazing, mm, so excited I can't say it, but we've created something for everyone in June. And we're excited. We just began talking. What did we do? We began describing. And the more we talked, the more we could envision it. And now we're in love with the vision. And now we're, we're structuring it. Now we're writing. We've created a document. You see? Now, in the vision, this character will be in the imagery. But if I was the character that carried on playing out, I'm not good enough. Oh, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. No, oh, that just sounds too expensive. Oh, no, oh, so many things. Oh, no, 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 we won't do that. Let's not do that. Oh, no. But no, it, it, it just felt, what, what did we go on with the way we were feeling? Because as the descriptions were coming out, we could feel something new is being created. There's going to be a new experience. I have no idea what that's going to look like. Because I'm still in the process of, I'm imagining it. How long is this going to take? I don't care. I'm enjoying it. What am I enjoying? My life, my imagery. But we seem to get confused that in our life is this thing out here. We're simply misinformed. There's nothing wrong with you. You're simply misinformed. There is nothing wrong with you. There can never be anything wrong with you. You're simply misinformed. That's it. Imagination. Fall in love with it. See what it really is. Notice when you're imagining. Notice when you're seeing an imagery of the future or when you're seeing an imagery of the past or when you're just seeing whatever you've defined it, past, future, whatever it is that you're doing, it's an image. Notice image. So now, when I hear thoughts, it's describing. What is it describing? Not me. Not I. Tis not I. How do I know that? Because I spend so much loving time in meditation. I sense, I trust this. And every time I'm starting to imagine something and I feel off, I notice. I want to know. I want to notice. Who have I just created? What character is being created here? <gasps> Some form of not enoughness. Hmm. I'll go with it anyway, or not. So, am I ever, ever never, ever going to feel lack? Absolutely. Do I? Of course. I need elements to create with, darling. If I'm not going to ever experience the separation, the lack. I'm never ever going to have anything to include. I need to become aware of the inclusion part. How do I know what to include in order to move? You're including. You're including the feeling. So I was born in a female body, but feeling the desire to feel masculine. Can I include that, even though there's an image of a female? The rest of the world in the 1970s said no. 
So I'm like, oh no, I can't include that. Someone told me no. But hell yeah, one just day I just felt courageous and no one was looking. And that's what really surprised me. No one really knows what you're doing in the intimacy of your own mind. Why are you even concerned? And in the intimacy of my own mind, I just decided I'm going to own it. Oh, that felt good. And then someone walked into the room. I'm like, oh, feeling really guilty for what I just did in the intimacy of my own mind. I was like, why am I even behaving like that? I've always been an inquisitive young girl. So I always ask myself these kind of questions. Why are we so concerned about what other people could possibly be thinking about what you're doing in the intimacy of your own mind? No one is there to police you. The feeling of guilt is being produced by you defining and an imagery. And the guilt, there's no one out there. Can you see that? Can you notice that? The feeling of shame, the feeling of fear, the feeling of despair, not enoughness, I'm not good enough. The belief in lack is an imagination. It's an imagery. Notice it. It is not you. Everything is imagining. Everything is imagining. You are imagining yourself into being. Meaning, you are imagining a character into being you're believing to be. Become aware of this character. Play with it. Be with it. Indulge in it as you please. But know yourself first. And the character will then embody more and more traits of your point of reference, of who you really are, of unconditional love, and then can then see they can then see he really, really believes to be the character. I like it when I'm walking down the street and I just notice people and then there will be one person that will lock eyes and will just smile and will just carry on walking. It's like in that moment, neither of us believe to be in a character and we recognize it. Has that ever happened to you? A lot of people get that mixed up as, ah, love at first sight. But what you're really doing is that no character was embodied, believed in, and there was just source looking at source, recognition. And then there's that smile. Try it. Walk down the street and just see who locks eyes on you. And then you'll see those people that lock eyes and go like sort of embarrassed. Because they still believe to be the character and you've seen the character. And they feel oh, exposed. But when you like lock into someone that just smiles and carries on walking, there was no character there because it was just... The only thing you could do was smile. The character was not there. And we're back. And we're meditation. Whoa. And we're back. That's why children are so easily entertained and daydreaming because they haven't formulated a character a fixed character in their head of what they should or shouldn't be imagining in this moment do you see do you see you are you get you bash yourselves over the head 
I shouldn't be imagining this. Why? Because the character wouldn't do that. <gasps> and now we've got conflict. Now we've got conflict. Oh, the imagination doesn't feel good anymore because you brought the character to the party where he doesn't do any imagination. You are not the character. The mind creates the character through definitions. You're utilizing this thing called mind. Watch your children learn from them. The ability with which they fall in love with an imagery of who they're believing. Today they're a policeman, tomorrow they're a fireman, the next day they're an alien, the next day they're a horse. They're just enjoying these new imagery and they're entertaining themselves. Which what they call a beautiful experience, what you call reality. Let me prepare them for reality. It's not like an imagination. Guess what, folks? It is all imagination from the perspective of a character. So I've taken up one hour of your time, darling. It's always a pleasure to be with all of you. Contemplate, watch this video maybe one more time, just let it sink in. I know it can be the characters like now screeching on, wanting to hold on. Where do I put all this information and how do I make this wrong? But if you just allow it, if you just allow it, just to look at it. Look at what is really happening. What is really happening? Definitions, imagery, and the sensation. And you've called that an experience. And that experience is imagined. I love you. I will see you tomorrow. Day 20. Oh my goodness.